Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. We're a special episode. We're going to be co-hosting this episode of the Browns versus Steelers preview with Browns legend Eric Metcalf. I will welcome him on here in the next few minutes. But before we do so, I'm Allie Heisel. I'm coming to you live from Canton, Ohio this time around. Join with me, as always, my wonderful co-host out in Boise, Idaho, Dustin. How you doing, Dustin? Allie, you know, I'm doing all right. As you know, it's kind of been a little bit of a rough week where I live. We made some national news, unfortunately. Um, thank you to all the Clevelanders that gave a shout out and prayers to all of us out here in Boise that we dealt with that uh, unfortunate thing that happened at the mall. But uh, other than that, Allie, it's been a pretty good week. Um, but guess what, Allie? It's Steelers week. And if you can't get excited for Steelers week, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> There is something massively wrong with you. If you don't have the energy flowing through you right now, Dustin, I'm so excited. We get to be at the game on Sunday. Oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I am pumped. We'll be yeah. in the dog pound. We're going to be right amongst everything. And I will tell you, I am just so excited. You can feel the energy here in the air. I'm in Ohio. Everybody's got their Browns gear on <laughs> head to toe 24 seven. You go to the grocery store. They've got Browns gear everywhere. I mean, you, yep. you love to see it. Um, and it's different for me because in South Carolina, that is just not something that we are accustomed mm -hmm. to. But to go to a, a grocery store here on just a random Wednesday, everybody's decked out, and you love to see it. It's it, Allie, I would assume it's like people probably wear brown stuff like on Steel Weeks every day of the week. Like a Monday, I wear this this thing of the Browns. On Tuesday, I wear this. So it's like your wardrobe is just Browns for the week, right? You just wear like seven different versions of of a Browns outfit that week. Guys, we are going to welcome Eric Metcalf on here in just a moment, but before we do so, we want to encourage all of you uh, to drop a comment here on our stream. I'll be monitoring that. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything that you want to bring up on the show, uh, we'd be happy to ask Eric. He is going to be joining us for the entire hour of this program, uh, so we're very fortunate to have him on. Uh, but before we do so, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at Angelo's Pizza. If you are wondering what in the world you should have for dinner, the answer is Angelo's Pizza in Lakewood, Ohio. Best in the business. Make sure you get you get some now. Allie and I are looking forward to that when we're back there. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a whole week unplanned in the land, and we are so excited. Uh, but Dustin and I, before we jumped on tonight, we were like, all right, we're going to go to lunch here. We're going to eat here. We're going to go to the meeting lot then. So we were getting all that planned out. We're, we're very and we're gonna be at the And we're going to be at the Aloft Hotel. Come by and see us from 5 to 7 local time there at the uh, hotel come by we'll have prizes and all kinds of fun stuff for people to come see us in person and get to know us a little better if you have never met us before so it's going to be an absolute blast well dustin why don't we go ahead and welcome sure let's do it himself. let me get him in here into uh into the program here give him a second to connect to the audio and whatnot but we are welcoming brown's legend eric metcalf to the stream eric how you doing sir i'm doing well how about yourself Hey, we're hanging in there. Let me get the video going so you can see me. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, I'm liking the backdrop there, Eric. That is, I'm, I'm loving that backdrop. <laughs> oh, no. it's, it's just my room I like to hang out in. There you go. Well, well I, I purposely wore my 21 Eric Metcalf jersey today. And, I wore, and I wore my original uh, sweatshirt from when I was a, a rookie. Look at oh, that. That's awesome. That is that is awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Look at Eric. Well, living his best life. Hey, thank you for coming on. We're so excited to have you on for the program tonight. We've got a ton to unpack, uh, but thank you for coming on. We're really looking forward to talking Browns versus Steelers with Eric. Thanks Metz. for having me. Thanks for having me for sure. Anytime, anytime. So let's get into it just real quick. Uh, we're going to open up the, the second segment with, of course, the full breakdown and the full preview to the Browns versus Steelers. Uh, but let's talk a little bit of Browns currently. We know Baker Mayfield's kind. He's coming off of an injury right now. Um, hopeful that he'll be able to play on Sunday. But Eric, I really want to get your thoughts on that. You know, playing injured, what's it like? You know, what's he going through right now? Well, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of things going on in his mind because he's thinking about playing. He wants to play because he's a competitor. And at the same time, he's got to be thinking about contract and things <laughs> like that. And so, I mean, it, it would be the worst possible scenario for him would be for him not to play Case Keenum win this game. And then it looks like, oh, we don't have to sign him. We, we can get a quarterback and we can just plug and play as, as long as they don't mess this game up. So I can right. see all the emotions that are going through his mind because it's like, if I don't play this game and, and, it, and it turns out well, although he's a team guy and wants the team to win, you still have to think as a, a, a business, as an individual, right? And so sure. he, he's obviously going to think about that. And so that's, it, it's, a, it's a tough situation for him to be in, especially when you're the quarterback and you're talking about making upwards of $40 million. Well, and to your point, Eric, you know, like, you know, a perfect example of that is we're Steelers week, right? You go into that game where you have your two returns for touchdowns, right? And you're questionable that week to even play the game, right? You're going out there all wrapped up, but you want to go out for your team, right? So to your point, you know that on a personal level, what that's like to go out and go up against a team like the Steelers. Hey, of all teams, I got to go out there and put it all out for my team, you know, because um, it's the Steelers. It's a division game. It's an important game. And for sure, because, I mean, at that time, a two-punt return game, uh, Bill, Bill Belichick had a rule that if you didn't practice that week at any point that you couldn't play. And so oh. I, I finally practiced on Friday a, a little bit, but it, it, it wasn't much. But, but, but Saturday, I told him, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good. And so he, he knew that. And so, you know, when I, when I, cause I wasn't, I'm a veteran. I'm not going to lie and say I'm good if I'm not sure. good. Cause then I, I'm the only one who really looks bad out there. Right. Sure. So, so going into that game, I, I ended up playing. And, and at that time, like you said, it was, it was for the division lead. And we, and we were playing Pittsburgh and who, who a team, if you don't beat them, you don't, Back in those days, you didn't win the division. So it, it was right. important. So for me, it was important. And I wasn't thinking contract. It was important for me to be out there with my teammates and fight with my brothers. Mm -hmm. Well, thinking about that, and there are some rumors right now floating around that uh, a possible extension is looking somewhere in the, somewhere in the 30s for Baker mm -hmm. Mayfield. How much of that really impacts you as a player midseason? You know, Nick Chubb coming into the season, we were lucky enough to get the deal done prior to. And I know, Dustin, you made a point during that time saying, you know, he doesn't, we don't have to go into the season with him wondering, you know, what, what's my paycheck going to look like? What's my future going to look like in Cleveland? It really just solidified that. Uh, but for the quarterback, especially in Cleveland, for a team that's not had a ton of quarterback success in the past couple of decades, you know, if you're Baker Mayfield, is that something kind of just lingering in the back of your mind? If you're anyone that's lingering in the back of your mind, I mean, it's, it doesn't really, I mean, a quarterback, because we're talking about, like I said, maybe $40 million if everything goes right. 
But right. when, you, when you're a player, just any player, you're thinking about that throughout the course of the year because you don't have it done. You don't want to get injured because then there's an ex- a reason, mm-hmm. there's another excuse of why you're not getting paid. And if they and if they don't pay you, you got to think about being prepared for the for the next team. So you don't want to you want to have film and everything. You want to go out there and, and and play your best football at this time. And and when you're thinking about that, it's hard to do. Yeah, and playing injured is just tough, right? Because you're not going to have your best out there anyway when you're injured because and are you going to be playing your best game because you don't want to aggravate something worse to your point and make it to where you have more of a permanent injury so that's probably a big thing too I would assume of course and that's you know they always say either you're hurt or you're injured if if you're hurt you can still play if you're injured you can't play and so I'm just one of those guys who I feel like if you're if you're going to go out there on the field you need to be the best person that you can be the best player you can be on the field at that time whether even if you are injured you need to be out there to make plays and and do anything that can contribute to the win right speaking of injured versus hurt baker mayfield's really riding that fine line right now um you know not only does he have the completely torn labrum but he's also got a fracture came out uh last week in his shoulder but today, video came out that he was full go at practice with no restriction. He's he's slinging it like we know he always does. Um, yeah. But just even taking a look back at last week, I kind of want to get your thoughts, too, on how Case Keenum did. Of course, we pay him $6 million a year to step up in a role like that, and you know, to, to win football games. And he did just that. But what were kind of your overall thoughts on that game? And, you know, especially from the quarterback quarterback position, how do you think Case played? I thought he played well. I think he I think he managed the game and did everything that was asked of him as far as being the quarterback. And I, and I, that's why he makes six million dollars as a backup, because because Kevin knew that when he brought him with him from from Minnesota, that he could be the guy if something went awry with with Baker, that could, could, could step in and, and possibly lead this team, not taking Baker out of this equation. I believe if everything is right, if everyone's healthy, we go out there and, and, and play good football, that case could lead us deep into the into the playoffs. He can make a, a, a deep run. So that I'm not worried about that as far as Case Keenum. I know that he's a good player. He's a seasoned veteran who knows what he's doing. He knows the offense. And, and for me, just watching the game the other night, just being there and being there in person, watching it, it just looked smooth. Everything that he did was smooth, like, one, two, three, bam, on the slant routes. It just, everything yep. happened. He just processed it fast, even though he hadn't been getting uh, any game reps, but he was able to process because he's taking those mental reps and he's been through it for, for a number of years. Well, you know, he came out before the game and said, you don't, are you ready? He goes, you don't have to be ready if you're prepared, right? And he, right. And he, and he said that previous, but, you know, I would say, Eric, we're kind of fortunate as a football team. Not many teams in the National Football League have the, luxury that the Cleveland Browns do to have a quarterback that is very well versed in this system like Case Keenum that can come in and just plug and play I mean you look at a team like the Seahawks you lose a a Russell Wilson and there's so much drop off right from the from the from the backup and I just think Cleveland's in a very fortunate position to be able to bring someone like in Case Keenum and to your point Allie and I talked on this a few weeks ago I was like well god forbid something does happen to Baker Mayfield during the season I feel pretty confident in case that he can go out there and get it done. You know, like, like to your point, he knows the offense. This isn't going to surprise him. You know, nothing's going to shock him when he goes out there. Um, but Allie, speaking of you being there in person, Eric, do you notice how much more the offense hums when Landry's in there? It just blew me away. Just having Landry in that lineup, how much 
that offense hummed more uh, on Thursday night. Like he just kind of was kind of the kind of got the the jump start of that offense. What I noticed. I, I, I can see where you say that. For me, when I think about Jarvis being there, uh, we know he's a, a, a great football player. But I, I think about him being more of the locker room guy, the guy who who is the, the mouth of the, of the offense, who's able to speak to these guys and, and, and get them going. And so I, I think it, it looked like he it could be Jarvis that makes the offense hum, like you said. But at the same time, it has to do with play calling. It has to do with having a, a backup who knows exactly what he's doing in that offense. And so all those all those things combined made it, made it a lot easier. True. And not, Dustin, you bring up the point of how lucky are we to have a quarterback that can just go in he knows the offense you know he's had valuable reps with the ones um he's a veteran but how lucky are we to have depth throughout the roster i mean you lose nick chubb and kareem hunt oh by the way here's dearness johnson who just (laughs) runs all over the place he was absolutely electric you put jarvis back in there electric i mean it it just seemed to keep rolling but i want to talk a little bit about dearness johnson um i'm gonna just here, here's a, a quick one. I know we're going to do our game balls here in a moment, but mine clearly goes to, to Dearness Johnson. He just stepped in and did his job, and it didn't look like we missed any beat at all. See, I, you know, the, Dearness Johnson is the obvious game ball. Sure. But, but, but I, I think because, you know, you're down to your third running back, and he comes in there and he runs for 100 plus yards, which he did last year also when Nick went out. And, and so the, the, the line did, uh, did a wonderful job. Yep. But my game ball, if we I don't know if I'm Let's premature. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. My offensive game ball goes to Case Keenum. Yeah. Hmm. Because, I mean, the earnest is the obvious. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't want to give it to him because that's the obvious. That's 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 right. too easy to say he gets the ball because he ran for so many yards and the, the line blocked well. But he and he had some great runs, um, no question. I'm not taking that away from him. But I like the way Case Keenan managed the offense, uh, had them looking smooth, even though he's a backup and and everything. And when when they uh, when they made it a close game, when Denver made it a close game. I was never worried that he was gonna, wasn't going to be able to take them down the field efficiently. He was efficient the old time to me. And I, and I just liked how everything was so smooth with him in there. So that's why I, I kind of pick him. Well, you bring up a good point, Eric. And I believe, I don't think he had any uh, reps with the first teamers all week. Right. So for, for him to go out there and then execute like he did, you know, even speaks more to that. He didn't even get those reps that you knew normally. Yeah, because like. Baker was practicing up until that yep. Wednesday, I believe, right. or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, Dustin, what about you? Who are you giving your offensive game ball to? Well, you know, I would say I would give it to – I'm going to give it to the offensive line. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm going to give call. it to the entire – because when you're down players, you have to – and, Eric, you'll probably really resonate with this. That was a team win. Mm-hmm. full-fledged team win the chips are down everybody's injured on this football team so they all have to rally around each other and I kind of felt the offensive line came out and said you know what we got to keep Case Keenum clean and upright in this football game we got to make holes for Dearness Johnson to run the football and take the clock shorten this game and win it and work home and let's use that to our advantage and the offensive line did that like they just made huge holes in this game so my game ball goes to the entire offensive line because I think they really just made Case Keenum's job easier, made Dearness Johnson's job easier, 
and just said, hey, we're going to be here for you guys. You, we're going to make sure you have a clean game case. And by the way, Dearness, you're going to do what this team is made to do, and that's run the ball first. You know, just a, I, I'm not giving out another game ball, but if I had to, <laughs> if I had to, to give, I think another guy on the offensive line, Blake Hance, of yes. course, it was big time that Jedrick Wills comes back. Of course, he's kind of playing through an injury himself, mm -hmm. not a hundred percent, but getting closer to every, every week. Um, but for Blake Hance to come in week in and week out and be able to be a plug and play type player on that offensive line. And the best part about it is you don't hear his name called, right? That's a good thing. You know, he's not getting penalties. He's not getting flagged. And I mean, Von Miller came out and said, whoever I'm lining up against that tackle, I'm going to kill him. He did it. He did it. You know, Blake Hance held his own. And, and that goes that goes back to your point that you made earlier when you're talking about the depth that we have on this team throughout the entire roster. And so, you know, Andrew Berry and, and Stefanski, they've done a great job of, of creating that depth. We have a lot of guys who could probably start on other teams who are, who are yes. back on, on this team. And so moving forward, you need that because throughout the course of the year, guys are going to go down. And so and, 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 and as, as each game becomes more important, you need somebody who can step in and, and fill those roles and play well like Blake Hans did, and to your point. One of my favorite things to see right now as the, the season sort of progresses, of course, you know, offensive and defensive coordinators are going to be your highest paid, um, you know, assistant coaches. But the, the Dustin, I'm going to say it, the alignment right now between um, Stump Mitchell and Bill Callahan within the run game has just been a beautiful thing to watch so far throughout the season, whether it's Dearness Johnson, John Kelly, or Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's just been and another guy. Another guy who had a great game was Johnny Stanton backup fullback Johnny Stanton front of the program beautiful to see all of those guys just go in and just all in sync beautiful. you're gonna give out like four balls aren't you no I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got she's, like, she's like Oprah you get a ball you get yeah, a right ball. exactly <laughs> I, the reason I'm saying that I've got a couple game balls here I've got a nice Jarvis Landry one that I've got a I've got a I think this is uh I don't even know who this is it's just if anybody knows who that is, maybe a Demarius Randall, 23. Back 23, there. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of game balls here. So literal game yeah. balls to give away. I, I, I have a couple game balls here also. I'm at my, hey, I'm is at that my the one I got from right now. And I'm in like the guest bedroom. So if you see a cat walk behind me, um, apologies. But like I'm going through all my like childhood stuff and they've just got random footballs in here. So got to make do what you, what you have. But let's turn it over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, Dustin, I'll turn it over to you first. Who are you giving your first defensive game ball to? You know, I'm going to go the obvious one on this defensive line, uh, really stepped up in this game. Um, you know, a lot of them were healthy for this game and we're back again. Football games are one in the trenches. And I think this game was kind of a gutted out kind of game. We were without our star firepower and both lines in this game kind of just balled out. I mean, they just really did what they had to do in this game. So my game ball goes to the defensive line because I always watch, you know, we talked about this out in previous shows. I kind of watch that defensive line and offensive line and see who's surging and who's getting that kind of edge. And you just kind of saw that the defensive line kind of started wearing down Bridgewater and that, you know, kind of to your point, you weren't too worried near that end of that game, even though it was close, that Cleveland couldn't just put him away at the end, right? Just kind of because it's the defense just kind of wore him down throughout the game and just didn't let him do much, it seemed like. So, absolutely. Eric, I'll turn it over to you. Who's your defensive game ball go to for this game? I'm, I'm going to go with John Johnson. Yeah. 
I mean, he got a he got a crucial interception during the time when they were trying to drive down the field. I mean, he made some tackles, and and he's a quarterback in the in the defensive mm-hmm. backfield. And so I, I I like how he he led them this week. Uh, had everybody in the right place. They made enough plays to win the game. I actually have John Johnson as well, but for the sake of podcasting, I'm going to give my defensive game ball. Uh, I'm actually going to go Miles Garrett on this one. And I, I know we say him every week, but he is just a force to be reckoned with. Um, some egregious no calls against, against Miles Garrett. And, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit as well. Is he just getting the Shaq treatment? Like, you know, he's just so physically dominant that, on every play he's going to beat you therefore the the rest just simply cannot call it on every play uh you know have you dealt with that a lot eric like have you seen that because it just seems like every single solitary play you could call holding yeah I, I guess you can but i don't know if he's getting a bad rep i don't think i don't know if it's because he's that dominant that they just like you can't you can't call it every play because aaron donald's that way as well right. Right. And then they don't they don't call it like that for him either. So yeah. you know, Miles is a force to be reckoned with, and and he's and he and he's playing good football. I mean, and he's, he leads the league in, in sacks. Yeah, leads in sacks, and, and but but he's even more disruptive without those sacks. You know, people don't people don't really realize that when you're talking about defensive ends. Unfortunately, it's a position where if you don't have a lot of sacks, people don't think you you didn't do anything. But but they, but, but there are a lot of times that these defensive ends, they're they're pressuring the quarterback. They're getting them off his spot. They're not getting the sacks, but they're getting them off the spot and making it a lot easier for other guys to do their job. And so that's why I like I like Miles Garrett, of course. I like Davion Connor because he might not have a lot of sacks, but he's always disruptive. And that's, say, that's what you need. Yeah, as I say, you and you see that in games with Clowney too, when you know Miles Garrett's being double teamed, Clowney's over there being disruptive and making mayhem for the entire offensive line and you can see that because of Clowney with that kind of surge that he has that can go over there and be like okay I gotta throw the ball away because here comes Clowney on one end and you know the protection is broken down at that point right it's a beautiful thing to watch yes we we, we just have to do it when it when it matters right (laughs) right Guys, if you're buying or selling a home and you need somebody to help you walk you through that process, that person is Katie Klanowski out of Keller Williams in Northeast Ohio. She's the best in the business. She can be your guiding light through a very stressful time. Um, Let's play a little bit of word association, uh, Mm. word slash phrase association. Bring, uh, you can bring a current player, former player, coach, position group, whatever. um, And then just say, you know, we'll go around the room here and you'll say the first word or phrase that comes to mind. Um, so Dustin, I'll kick it off with you. Um, Baker Mayfield. I'll start with that one. Baker Mayfield. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just go with this one. I even put it in the notes here. Tough as nails, right? Like I, I think playing through what he's got going on an injury, um, and, and just being able to step up and say, Hey, I still want to be here. I still want to play. Uh, but at the same time, you have to be mindful of, all right, is this going to be putting my team in a, you know, a, a position to maybe not be successful here? Uh, but I'm going to say he's tough as nails because every single solitary week he's showing up, he's practicing, he's putting in the work. Um, but we'll see if that translates to any playing time on Sunday. Which, which, which word was your one word? Was it tough as or nails? I'm going with a phrase. <laughs> 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 I like that being literal. I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I will say competitor. 
and 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 we know that kind of guy he is. He wants to go out there and, and make plays and, and help his team to win. And he, and he's fiery when he's out there doing it. Like, and I go back to what you just said, Ali. I'm hoping that him being this competitor is is not gonna keep him from sitting down mm-hmm. and, and getting healthy and, and 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 hurting the team. So you know, I I like the I like the competitive spirit in him. I like the fact that he wants to go out there and, and be the guy because we all want to be the guy. If you don't want to be the guy, you shouldn't even be here, right? And so he wants to be the guy, and so I, I appreciate his competitiveness. Yeah. And for me, and for me, I'm going to go chip on your shoulder. He just seems to be that guy that always has that little chip, that, you know, that just gets him to chip. 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 Okay, chip. <laughs> <laughs> um, just that you see him just he goes out you know had from college having to be a walk-on and then another team he just takes that role and just just he just lives it right like he loves when the media bashes him and i mean not that he loves it but he goes okay say what you want i'm gonna take that and process it and 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 go out there and and show you that you're wrong and you know so i like that he kind of plays with that little bit of chip that's kind of where I like about him because you know he's always gonna and I think the game that for me is when he went into that tent twice you know when when he got hurt I mean that just told me like he, he he's he's not gonna go down he's gonna go down swinging you know because he's so competitive so I just like that he has that chip no matter what always over there you know getting the other guys rallied up around him yelling at him you know getting him up so all right Eric we'll turn it over to you this could be past, present. Yep, anything. Any, any, anything. So I'm going to make this hard on you, but easy. Eric Metcalf. <laughs> I was, you can't, I, I have that on my list. I was going to make you say something about yourself, too. All right, Dustin, go, go for it. You go first. You go first. You guys go first, and then yeah. I'll just you. All right, all right, fair enough. Dustin, go ahead. Um, electric, because I remember as a small child, that game literally jumping up as a little kid up and down as you ran two two punt returns back and knowing that again i'm supposed to hate the team you did it against i think electric because i can think of a lot of games that i watched as a little kid you doing that so the word that comes to mind for me is electric because like literally in in a in a moment's notice um there could be an electric moment in a game um I remember the Raiders game, for instance, right? Electric, you know, the way you did in that game. So for me, it's electric. Okay. I'm going to go with something similar, Dustin, but I'm actually going to use the word dynamic. And of course that embodies you being electric out there on the field. But I say dynamic because one of your versatility, but when I watch guys like Demetrius Felton and Anthony Schwartz bringing the ball back on returns right now, um, one thing that I've seen in their rookie season so far is they're still working on trying to make that first man miss. Now, Eric Metcalf out there, first guy's not going to touch him. You were so dynamic with your jump cuts, everything you could do. Um, so I, I'm going to go with dynamic on this one. I'm going to turn right. it over to you. You got to give yourself a word here. <laughs> different. Ooh. Huh. Ooh. And I say different because at that time, when I was playing, people weren't doing, they weren't returning mm-hmm. punts, kickoffs, uh, throwing passes, running the ball, and uh, receiving it. And so I say different because you don't see that. You only see that from a couple guys today. You see that from Alvin Kamara. You see that from Christian McCaffrey when he's playing Dalvin Cooks. But you don't see many guys 
pick on all those roles as, as guys did like myself back in the day. And so that's why I say different. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because we had Demetri uh, Felton on a couple of months ago and he kind of mirrored, you know what I mean? Like what you did, I would see like, man, he can return it. He can run it. He can catch it out of the backfield. I'm like, that reminds me of somebody else. I know. And by the way, he's not the biggest guy on the team. You know what I mean? You are. Yeah. I, don't, I like this. I, I've seen this before. This movie is played in my past. So, um, no, it's interesting, like, to be tricky. And by the way, you know this from a player standpoint. It also takes a smart player to do that, too, because right. you have to know multiple facets of the football game. You just don't need to know the offense and defense. You got to know everything, specialty. I mean, I mean, you got to know the entire playbook when you're playing multiple positions on a football team. That's for sure. No question. All right. Mine on my list. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, it's a good one. Smart. Oh, smart. I like smart. it. And I say smart because he, he came in with a system that, that he had been running at, at Minnesota, obviously, and they, they had done some good things. But he's smart in the fact that he has these guys playing in that system. That, you know, most of these guys who are on this team, especially receivers, have played in spread offenses where they just go out there, run a lot of option routes, run all over the place and, and, and get open. And, and hopefully the quarterback can, can get it to him. He has, has them playing in a, in a run first offense and then guys still being successful in the passing game. And not, not only that, the quarterbacks that he's coaching, he's coached them up where we don't have to go out there and throw 40 times a game because they know what we're trying to do. They know the strength of our team. They know the play calling and, and how he's doing it. And so all you got, all these guys have to do is go out there and and I don't want to say manage because that's that makes people think you're not very good if you say manage. But he he, he makes it easier for them to control the game, for them to to not have to do things that they that they can't do. And so I think it's smart of him to come out here and get the players that fit his system and get them to buy in it, buy into it as well. Great point. Great point. Dustin, go ahead. So mine uh, would not be the first answer I think most people would think, but I'm going to go experience. And, and the reason I use experience is a lot of people before coming to the Browns didn't know exactly who Kevin Stefanski was and he wasn't the flashy pick and all that. And now, you know, I've talked about this, no matter what job you have, if you're a normal person working a job or whatever, you don't stay in one organization for 14 years unless you're valuable and they see you as an asset, not a liability. And for him to be with the Minnesota Vikings for all those years, no matter what head coach comes in, no matter what offensive coordinator rolls in and out, that they kept him there that long. So are we shocked and surprised that he came in and became coach of the year? Yes, we are. We were shocked and surprised, but with all that experience, it built him to be that head coach that everybody thought he could be someday. So I say experience just because of all the different things he did before becoming a head coach in the NFL. That's a really good point. I'm going to, I'm going to go with leader. He, you can tell he's a man of character, the way that he gets these guys to buy in immediately. One of my favorite things um, that I saw after the game was the, the locker room video where he gave the, the game ball to Dearness Johnson, the literal game ball to Dearness Johnson. And the way that those players just were dialed into what he was saying um, just showed me that he's got their buy-in. He's got their attention. They want to play for each other, but they want to play for him. Um, so I'm going to go leader. And I've seen that really from him since day one. All right, let's do one more round of this. This is fun. We'll do one more and then we'll preview Pitt's puke. 
Um, all right, Dustin, it's take it away. <laughs> um, let's go with, um, I'm going to go with, I'm trying to think of the best one that I'm, uh, let's go with 90s Cleveland Browns. 90s Cleveland Browns. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I could go so many ways with this. <laughs> there's so many ways. I, there's, yeah, you could go 90. You could go 90. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's so I, just about, I just opened Pandora's box. Um, we have <laughs> 90s Cleveland. <laughs> Ooh, I, I don't want to say what I really want to say, but... <laughs> We were good. We were good. We were a good team. We didn't accomplish all the things that we thought we could have, that we had the, oh, the, uh, the makeup to, to, to do. Uh, that's, a, that's why I, I didn't want to really say underachievers. That's, that, was, right. that was the word that I really wanted to use. But we were, we were right. a very good team that, that didn't accomplish all the things that we could have, especially when you're talking about all the individuals that we had mm -hmm. on the team, all the guys who went to the Pro Bowl and even got Hall of Famer on the team who played with us as well. And so and, yep. and, and so I, I, I think that we, we we were a good team, just like I said, just didn't do what we were, were capable of doing. I'm gonna say memorable. Um and unfortunately I I wasn't able, you know, I was pretty young um with with the nineties Cleveland Browns. Um so I don't quite remember a lot of it seeing it firsthand, but what I know of it um, and the memories that I do have stick around because they were so memorable. And part of that, Eric, to your point is because they didn't achieve, you know, what they were absolutely capable of. Um, but to me, you know, the memories that, that my dad and my, my grandfather brings up, uh, they, they resonate so well. They're iconic to me in a certain way. So I'm going to go with memorable on that one. Dustin, I'll turn it over to you. I'm going to go a little different route here because um, you could go from a player's perspective or a coach's perspective in this legendary Okay. If you think about the staff and the players that were on those 90s teams and what they became, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Metcalf, wasn't Bill Cower on that roster at some point as well? He was right before that. He was right yeah. so he was early 80s. I mean, yeah. late, late 80s. I'm sorry. I yeah. came 89, so he was right before but that. Nick, but you had Nick Saban on that staff. Nick Saban. Um, Bill Belichick on that staff. You had yourself. You had all these players that went Good on. Friends. What? Yep. Kirk Ferenz was a coach. Pat Hill was a coach. Yeah. yeah so. so when you look at what happened to that tree of people and what they did after that, I, I was talking to somebody at work and I'm like, do you realize that those early to mid nineties Browns, those people on those teams went on to produce multiple national championships and multiple NFL championships in the Super Bowls. I mean, like it's kind of, it kind of blows your mind when you fast forward 25 years and you see what those staffs did as a, you know, unfortunately the team moving to Baltimore and what happened to the football team, but um, it's kind of crazy to what, so I say legendary when you look at, you kind of open the hood. And so that, so then I wouldn't be wrong if I would have said underachievers, right? Because, right. You because would not be. with all those people who went and won national championship and, and, and Super Bowl titles as coaches, we unfortunately couldn't get it right during that right. time we were in Cleveland. Yep. Good point. All right, Mr. Metcalf, let's hear another one. OBJ. Oh. <laughs> Dustin, 
Dustin, take it away. Oh, Allie didn't want to go first on this one. <laughs> um, this one's tough. This is this is this probably is the, the more one. difficult one. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Um, OBJ. So th- yeah, this might be the toughest one of all of them. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Miss misinformed. I'm going to use the word misinformed because I think he has been one of those guys at times in his career, to your point, electric, right. Can be a game changing type of player. Um, And he's always gotten the bad rap, right. For whatever reason, wherever he's been, he's been, so he's kind of been under this microscope. Well, if he drops a pass, Oh, he's terrible. You know, all that. So unfortunately I'm going to use the word misinformed. I think he's, never have that opportunity to be the player I think he can be and because of the misinformation that's always kind of been out there because of him and I don't know if that's from the media or whoever but um, he just has been really I mean that's just unfortunately what's happened no matter where he's been so I I agree and I'm going to use something quite similar but I'm going to take it in a little bit of a different direction but kind of misunderstood you know Odell Beckham Jr. he's a very soulful and spiritual guy and he has been you know sometimes in the media for like punching a a net and you know just having some some moments that are you know not very becoming but that's not who he is and I think um he got the reputation of being a diva and quite frankly I don't think that's been the case since he's been in Cleveland now Hmm. I'm of the belief and I've said this several times on the program that the notion that the Browns are a better team without him last year was was I didn't agree with that um I think he's a dynamic player we saw it last year he just took over the game in Dallas um with that sweep and that electric play but I think this season it has been underproducing. you can blame some of that on the schematics you can blame some of that on injury um but just overall his presence um I think he's been a misunderstood player in the NFL so far throughout his career I'm gonna go with special and that's that's a word we can go all different kind of ways with but i'm going to talk about special as as a player we know all the things that he he can do when healthy when mm-hmm. given the opportunity of, of course he's, he's dropped some some has some bad drops uh a lot of balls he should have cut like even against the, the chargers he should have cut on fourth and two but at the same time when it's 13 to 10 in the, in the second quarter and, and that's your first target when you're the player type of player that he is, I can see where he's trying to catch that ball and run to get a, get a touchdown because he never knows when he's going to get the ball. And so when you have a, a special player like this, I don't, I mean, granted, everybody says he's being double teamed, but so is DeAndre Hopkins. So is Devontae Adams. So are all these guys throw him the ball and let's see how special he is. And if he doesn't make these special plays, then He's no longer special. Then we don't have to treat him that way. But if he, but if he does make these plays, then he's the special person that I think he is, and and we all know him to be. That's that's pretty good analysis. There, I like that. All right, last one for you before we dive into Pittsburgh, John Johnson. John Johnson. I gave him the game ball, so yeah. did you. <laughs> but I, 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 I think he's a, a very good player. I think um, 
I think this is why the the Rams were. Um, what I did? I didn't even say. I didn't even say anything, did I? <laughs> I didn't say a word. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even say. I didn't say a word. I'm I'm sorry. Let me go back. <laughs> let, me, let me rewind. Uh, so my word would be quarterback. Hmm. And I say quarterback because he is the defensive leader in that backfield. He makes all the signal calls. He gets these guys in the right place. Of course, we haven't always seen them in the right place, but he, he is the guy, the guy who is keeping them together uh, through his play calls and, and making sure that everyone's uh, in, in the proper spot. And that's, and that's why I think the Rams missed him or, or, or were disappointed that he was leaving is because they knew that they were losing their signal caller in the backfield and the the glue that kept the defensive backfield together. So when I think of him, I think of him a a defensive quarterback. I love it. Dustin? I'm going to go smart. I just think he's a smart player. Uh, I just think uh, just from his time with the Rams to the Browns, um, he's just a smart player. He's got that instinct, kind of that gut instinct. Like you said, not every time you're going to get it right. Um, when you're back there, but I just like that he's smart. Um, to your point, he's the quarterback of the defense. I just like that he can make those instinctual kind of decisions and just go with them and know that that's what he has to do, hence the interception that he made in the game. I'm going to go with his two words. His two words. Don't make fun of me too much, but just <laughs> wait. Um, and I say that because Browns fans have been a little bit critical of his production so far this season, but he's also been playing out of position. It hasn't quite gelled yet, but we saw it really come together last week against uh, the Denver Broncos when he got that, that interception. He was in the right place, the right time, being where he was supposed to be. Now, I think that he has the potential to be one of the best free agent signings that the Browns have ever had he's got the leadership ability Um, he's smart tough and accountable which are the three pillars that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski want in any player and he's really what you want in a Cleveland Brown you know he's got it he wanted to come here he he said on an interview with Nathan Zagura um, something along the lines of and you know this may be a little bit off but something along the lines of why would I have taken more money in Los Angeles when I had the opportunity of a lifetime to be a Cleveland Brown and I think that's all we need to know about him, right? Like he's, yeah. he's got, he's got the ability. He wants to be here. He's everything you want right now in a Cleveland Browns. Just wait on John Johnson. I think it's all going to come and it's going to be a beautiful signing for the Cleveland Browns. And can I say this? Can we, I, I could say just wait with the entire defense Yeah. because you know, no one has, they haven't played with their full complimentary set of guys yet. And so everybody's trying to, trying to gel together in a, in a new defense to, to some of these guys. I mean, we were starting the season with seven new starters, right? And so it's, it's going to be hard to know sure. exactly what to do when, you're, when you're, you've been practicing against your own team. And, and granted, you're trying to go full speed, but no one ever goes full speed in practice, even when they're trying to. It, it just doesn't happen. So now you have guys on another team who are coming full speed at you and don't care if you if you get hurt or if you're out of position or what have you they're trying to win and so when these guys finally gel together get everyone out there and and know how they how they they grew together and, and are able to play together then it'll, it'll be better absolutely guys if you're wondering what you should get your loved ones this holiday season head on over to rough around the etches they can make beautiful custom mugs glasses what have you they can do all of it you can get a cleveland browns or a cavaliers or anything you need they can do it at rough around the etches um all right let's get into it let's let's dive into browns versus steelers matchup before Uh we even get into that eric i really just want to 
I want to understand from your perspective as a player, when you're preparing for Steelers week, what's it like, you know, coming from you paint the picture. What's this like? Well, like like I said earlier, for me, it was, it was, it was a a series or a rivalry that when you played this game, chances are whoever was able to win these games, we're going to win the division back then. And so we knew going into each Steelers game that in order for us to do be successful and, and go deep into the playoff, we would have to beat beat the Steelers. I mean, like take 1994. We were 11 and 5 during the regular season. We won a playoff game and then lost the second playoff game to the Steelers. So so total in that year we ended up being 12 and 6 and three of the games we lost were to the Steelers. And so so that's what goes back to my point. We knew that we had to beat them in order to go deep. And we just, when we, we couldn't get it done when, when we needed to. And so, so that's, that was our thinking and not, and that was Belichick's thinking for sure. Cause he was taught, he used to talk about, they were tougher than us and, <laughs> and that's why they were beating us. But you know, it was, it's, and, and I don't think it was that we know it wasn't that. I think that was just a, a motivational tool, but at the same time, we knew at that point, um, in order to go far, we were going to have to beat them. And I would argue that right now, you know, I don't imagine the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't imagine them to be a, a Super Bowl contender right now. But I mean, the AFC North is very good. You have to beat, you have to beat Pittsburgh. I mean, right now you have to beat everybody to win the division because this division is just so stacked. But I would agree that even right now, you have to beat the Steelers if you want to win this division. Um, right now, offensively, they're not entirely great. They're 26th. Uh, in points per game, 27th in total yards, 29th against the run, or with the run, excuse me, um, 15th in the pass. Now, they have Najee Harris, who's really starting to get it going. Um, however, everything is pretty quick. Uh, quick plays, quick passes. I think they're just under or about 2.8 seconds per play or something with getting the ball out. Um, ben on the year, he's 6.4 yards per attempt with seven touchdowns, four interceptions. Again, it's all quick game. However, they can go down the field. They've got uh, Deontay Johnson with 34 catches, 376 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Chase Claypool, James Washington. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster is out, uh, but offensively, not incredibly dynamic. As right. they've always been, it's their defense. That's who they yep. are. That's their identity. Um, you know, they're 12th overall in total defense, 12th versus the run and the pass. Um, we know it starts up front with T.J. Watt, excuse me, Alex Highsmith, uh, Melvin Ingram, Cam Hayward, um, Right now, T.J. Watt, he's a game wrecker. We know they're good. They're good on all phases of defense. But, Eric, I want to ask you, knowing what we know about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're just iconically very, very good on defense. But the Browns, how, how do you win? What are your keys to a victory? How do the Browns beat the Steelers on Sunday? I think we run the ball. I mean, you said they're 12 in stopping the run, but at the same time, they have given up yards. They played the Seahawks last week, and they gave up what, 150 yards, and, and, mm-hmm. and they definitely can't run the ball like we can. Right. So I think I think we have to establish the run. And, and, and in my mind, and, and watching this or thinking about this, we know Mike Tomlin is going to come in and be like, we're not allowing them to run the ball. We're not allowing them to run the ball. We're going to make those, whoever, whichever quarterback it is, that is going to have, that's the person who's going to have to beat us. But if we can establish the run, and, and it doesn't have to be seven, eight yards a clip, just keep running it. Just keep doing what you do, because then you get the play action. You get the play action. We're, we're big on the play action. We can make a lot mm-hmm. of plays in, in the play action game. So that's why I think we just have to establish the run and, and, and do it well when we need to. Dustin, what say you, sir? 
Yeah, you know, I look at that the game, you know, and I'm excited that we're going to be at this game in person and sitting in the dog pound. I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> um, this week, Sunday can't get here soon enough. But um, for me, this game, you almost need to replicate what you did against Denver, but just expand your offense, right? I mean, run, control, control the clock, um, run the ball, do what you're stick to your identity. I guess it's probably the, the word I would use in this game, stick to your identity. But more importantly, just don't play outside of what you're normally doing, right? We know who the Steelers are. They're going to be tough on defense. Um, I don't think this will be a huge high-scoring game by any means. I think it's supposed to rain on Sunday. Um, so you're right. You do stick to the run game, and you, you pound it to them. Um, but I think you stick to the run, but I also think you need to win the turnover battle in this football game. I think Big Ben of today is not the Big Ben of yesteryear. And I think we learned in that playoff game that he is opt to throw a pick. He's already thrown what was you said for this year already, Allie, to his seven touchdowns. So I think you win the turnover battle. I think if you get him in a very uncomfortable position and allow our defense to get a turnover or two, that's the game for me. So that's that's my take on it. I agree. Um, I think that if the Browns can control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, they're going to come out successful in that. And I know I, we say that every week, but that's just really the name of the game. But let me run this one by you. We know TJ Watt. He's just absolutely just dominant. We know that. I think he, he's got seven sacks already in six games. Since last year, he leads the, the NFL in sacks, tackles for loss, and quarterback hits. However, we're getting Jack Conklin back this game. Now, what if I told you that uh, last year, over the last two Steelers games, um, not, I'm not including the playoff game, I don't believe, but pre or regular season, uh, Jack Conklin allowed no sacks against TJ Watt. And that's the first time in TJ Watt's career um, that he did not record a sack against the Cleveland Browns. So I think having a completely healthy offensive line out there with Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin, and of course the interior of that offensive line, um, you know, just being able to win in the trenches, Dustin, you mentioned that, the importance of doing that, controlling the line of scrimmage, being able to establish our identity in the run game, not only doing that, but also maintaining the clock, controlling the time of possession. If we've got the ball in our hands, I think we come out feeling pretty darn good uh, if we can limit how long uh, Ben has the ball. But, you know, time is a little misleading, though. Sure. Because if you have the ball, if you have the ball a lot, but you're not getting any points out of it, <laughs> it does you no good. So we have to, we have to, we have to win the, the, the time battle, but we have to get, get money when we get down in the red. Points, zone. points off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because you're right. And so you can play. So I feel like, I feel like I like, I like what you're saying, but like, we have to make sure that in winning the time battle, we, we score points as well. No, absolutely. Because you can hold the ball for four quarters, and if you don't score, you don't win. Bottom line. You can run a lot of clock between the twenties if you don't get past the in the red zone. <laughs> hey guys, if you are going to be tailgating it all this weekend or through the remainder of this season, head on over to gutterp.com. Get yourself a beautiful. Uh, you can get a, a nice, beautiful tent. You can rent them. Dustin's got a beautiful backdrop behind him done by Andy and his crew over at gutterp.com. They're amazing. Go check them out for all of your tailgating needs. Let's do some bold predictions for the Browns versus Steelers. This is something we do every week. It doesn't have to be incredibly bold, uh, but we like bold and specific. Uh, Dustin, I'll turn <laughs> it over to you if you can give me a nice bold and specific take for this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bold and specific. Okay, here's my bold and specific. It is a three-sack game for the Cleveland Browns. 
bold. That's because they got to be bold. Two sacks for Clowney. One for Miles Garrett. Clowney actually has the more sacks in this game. Three sacks, two for Clowney, one for Miles Garrett. There's your bold and specific. Sign me up for that. I accept. I'll take that. <laughs> as long as it's in a win. And a win. There's okay, the, there's... okay. As long as it's in a win, I, I'll accept <laughs> that. Now, my bold prediction is I'm going to give you a score with that because we're going to yeah. I'm going to go Browns 27, Steelers 17. And to make this even more bold, I'm going to say we throw three touchdown passes. Whoa. That is very bold. And specific. I'm, I'm going to say we throw three touchdown passes. That's how we do it. And who the and who are those wide receivers that they may go to? I'm not Nostradamus. I can't give you, I can't, I can't give you all that. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm already being as bold as I can be. I can't give you all that. I like that. That's, that's too much. So right. Allie, with so with that, Allie, I'll give you my score prediction. Yeah, give me your score prediction. So my score prediction is um, Vegas has us by three and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm a betting man. Vegas is usually not far off. I'm going to go Browns 24, Steelers 20. So Browns 20. So to your point, Eric, the Browns can get three touchdowns through the air still and a field goal, but I'm going to go 24-20 on this one. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. I'm right now I'm trying to stop my mom's cat from trying to get on this desk right now. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns have forced three turnovers. I think they fumbled Ooh. the ball. Uh, we recover it, uh, but I also think we have two interceptions, one from JJ3, which would uh, boost my my last thing, saying that just wait on him, just wait on him. Uh, yeah. But I also think Greedy steps up big time here. I think we get a, a pick from Greedy and JJ3, and I'll take that all day. Uh, my score prediction, I don't think this is going to be a too much of a high-scoring game. Um, I'm going to go Browns 21, Steelers 10. Oh, wow. I'll take that. Dominant win. So, so we're about the same because you have a. I'm I'm ten points. Yep. And you're eleven. Yep. I feel good about it. I think I honestly, you know, the Browns defense they looked really good last week in the first half. Uh, I mean they looked really good. Nobody was really questioning anything. But then as the game went on, there was some, some you know some misplays whatnot. And you're gonna have that. But I think, you know, the Browns they had a a mini bye week if you will. Um, coming back, getting healthier. And with that, the only guy right now that they will be missing for sure on the defensive side of the ball is Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. Um, of course, we do know that uh, Jadavion Clowney, Malik, uh, Malik, I believe Malik McDowell and Denzel Ward did not practice today. Um, but I think all of those guys should be good to go on Sunday. You have to feel pretty good about that. But with that mini bye week, get healthy, get rested. I think the defense comes out and looks pretty darn sharp. Yeah, they, I, and I, I expect the same thing from them. Um, we just can't give up big plays because right. that's, that's what that's what Pittsburgh offense uh, feast on these days. They're, they're, they're a big play offense. They'll throw it up to Chase Claypool uh, and and all the other receivers, and then that's what they're doing. If we can if we can keep Ben off off his spot, pressure him, get him on his back a few times, I think it makes for a long day. It certainly does. Uh, but if you're going to have a long day, make sure that you have yourself the all Cleveland sandwich. It starts with Orlando <laughs> Baking Company bread, nice five-star meat bun, uh, excuse me, burger or hot dog. And then you got to finish it off with some Cleveland ketchup and stadium mustard. 
all Northeast Ohio. Head on over to your local Northeast Ohio grocery store and get loaded up on that today. Uh, guys, but while we wrap up, we've got a couple minutes here. Uh, let's go around the league. We like to give our game predictions. Dustin beat me last week. How, what was the score, Dustin? What did you do? You got me eight and four. I went six and six last week. So, Allie, so you might tell Eric what the, the what the what the win was. Yeah, well, we bet on everything because we're very competitive. Oh. <laughs> um, and I said, you in trouble. Oh, yeah, it, did. it did. It got me in trouble. Um, I oh, said, oh, Eric, Eric, I've lost some bets to her, so don't, 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 don't feel bad for her. She has whooped my butt on a couple of bets already, so I mean, I'm I don't brag, probably but... ahead of me overall. So yeah. But I told Dustin last week. Okay, whoever wins has to the the winner or, or the loser has to buy each other a shot of Fireball at the at the game <laughs> on Sunday in the Muni Just one. Just one? Just just well for now. For now anyways. <laughs> for now. Well, we said for the first round. The first round. First round. Okay. We said the one of us has to buy the first round of drinks is what the okay. then we got specific and said fireball. Okay. Ridiculous, but all right, let's go around the league. Um, we don't do any major score predictions. We just, you know, pick the team we believe is going to win. But we've got some good games this week. Uh, Mr. Metcalf, I'll start with you. Green Bay Packers at Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals, and, and I'm, and I'm going to go that with them because they have their entire team. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have his, is not going to have his number one receiver and mm-hmm. I think maybe another receiver is out as well. And so I think, I think that'll, uh, that'll be a problem for them. Yeah. Dustin. Is the game alley at Green Bay or is it at Arizona? It is in Arizona. Okay. Then I will take Arizona as well. Uh, to your point, when you're at number one receivers out, uh, that's his biggest target. Um, I know we didn't like losing to the Cardinals, but this team is for real. They're beating really good teams, people away. They're playing all facets of football. Um, if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'd be worried of the Arizona Cardinals. They're really humming right now. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty spicy right now. All right, I'm actually going to go Green Bay on this one. Um, Arizona without J.J. Watt. Um, he's been fairly impactful the past few games. Um, but I'm going to go Green Bay. I think they give the Cardinals their first loss on the season. Uh, all right, next game, and that is, of course, tomorrow night, Thursday night football. Um, Panthers at Falcons. I like the Falcons. Okay. I, 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 I mean, the Panthers started out hot, and I, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to hold up. I mean, <laughs> they, they obviously don't have their their best player. Um, still, and so I think the Falcons. Uh, they they've been in some games. They they played some good defense, and and they'll 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 shut them down and and, and win the game. Yeah. This is at Atlanta as well. Correct. Is that correct? So yeah, I'll go with the Falcons here. To your, the Falcons have been a little sneaky this year. You know, they've been up and down, but they seem to start, they're starting to find their way. So I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. I'm also going to go with Falcons here. I think the the loss last week with the Panthers, they are just trending in the the not not so great direction right now. I'm going to go Falcons, who's seeming to start starting to get together here. Titans at Colts. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting one, and and I'm and I'm and I'm thinking I'm gonna get the good Carson Wentz, mm. and so I'm gonna go with the Colts. 
I'm, I'm gonna go with the coast. Where's this at? This is in Indianapolis, right? Yep, yep. Yep, yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with the coast. I think they do enough um just to stop the uh, stop Derrick Henry from getting 200 yards. <laughs> I, I, I think they do. I keep I think they keep him from getting 200 yards and they do enough offensively where they uh where they outscore them. Yeah. All right, Dustin. I'm gonna go Titans. I think the Titans are red hot right now. Um, they beat the Bills. They embarrass the, the Chiefs. Um, and even though it's on the road, I gotta tell you, I watch people like Derrick Henry play, and I'm just fascinated. The, you know, when he gets behind that second surge and runs, um, he's gonna be in the dome. I'm gonna go with the t- Titans on this one. I'm going Colts on on this one, and I say that because the Titans come off of two pretty emotional wins, one against Buffalo, that one was crazy, Um, and of course just absolutely blowing the tires off of Kansas City. After that, most of the time after a high-scoring game like that, you sort of drop down just a little bit, and I think the Colts' defense is a force to be reckoned with, so I'm going to go the Indianapolis Colts on this one. Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. Might be the easiest one of the day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going with the Dolphins. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going with the Bills. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league. When they're when they're firing on all cylinders, they have a, a MVP candidate in, in Josh Allen. Uh, they have a lot of weapons on offense. Their defense plays well. Um, Miami isn't playing well at all right now, and so I, I see uh, Buffalo handling them easy. Yeah, I'm going uh, Buffalo here. The quarterback situation in Miami is a mess. Um, they've kind of lost their offensive continuity completely. So I think the Bills just playing great defense could win this football game. Yeah, so. give me the Bills on this. And I don't even think it's close. Bengals at Jets. The Bengals. The, Bing- the Bengals are a very underrated team, but they're playing good football. And, I, and, I, and people are, look at the Bengals and they think about – their offense, but their defense has been playing well. And I don't, and I don't think people have really noticed, take notice to their defense and and what they're doing. And, and, and we know what the the Jets are right now. And so I I think this is an easy choice in in picking the Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals here as well, because I don't even know who the Jets are putting out at quarterback this week. Um, I know Wilson went out of the game and he's not coming back. So um, yeah, this is an easy one. Did they just sign Flacco? Yeah, they, they traded for him. Yeah, I think it's a sixth-round pick that has the ability yeah. to become a fifth-round. I think that's – Which, if you, if that's the case, I don't think he can even start this game. Yes, he, he has to start the following week yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's correct. Yeah, I think they I – don't, I don't even know who they have going in. I, I heard it, but I don't even know the player. Um, Eagles at Lions. Lions for their first win. I like it. They, they, they've, been, they've been in a lot of games. They've been playing tough. They play, they play hard for their coach. Um, I, I, you, you never know which Eagles team is going to show up. They, they, they have some ups and downs. And so I, I feel like the Lions, they've been consistent. They haven't won games, but they've been consistent in their play. They've gone out there and, and, and competed every game. And I think this one, it pays off for them. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that the Lions could be a 500 football team just if there wasn't, you know, a kicker that had some accuracy at the end of a football game. Right, right. I mean, I feel bad for Lions fans right now because, I mean, you, the way you've lost games is, like, just not good. So um, I think the Lions do get their first win here as well. Um, that coach seems like he's pretty fiery. He's pretty emotional. 
he really bought into this team and these players. So I think the Lions get their first win. I completely agree. I think, and they do it in a pretty winning fashion too. I think they come out, they make a, a pretty decent stance here. Uh, I'm going Lions as well. I don't know. I don't know. I think this one might be an easier one. Rams at Texas. <laughs> Rams. I mean, I, I, we like the Rams, but we, we, they can't play down. You know, they, 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 they have the tendency of playing down to the competition and making it a, a tougher game than it should be. Just like were, they were considered one of the best teams in the league uh, a few weeks ago, if not the best team, then they played the, the Lions, who aren't a bad team, but they, they struggle. They struggle with them and, but, but, and, and pulled it out. But I think they can go in there and, and, and wax the Texans. Yep, agree. I agree. Rams here. Um, and just go back a little further. You know, the Lions put up a pretty darn good game against the Rams. So, again, um, the Rams aren't – the Lions aren't as bad as their record for sure. So. Agree on right. that. I, I agree. This is an interesting one, 49ers at Bears. Hmm. 49ers. 49ers, and I <laughs> – and I hate to say it, but I don't, I don't trust the way they, they, they try to protect Justin Fields in, in Chicago. They don't do a good job of, of protecting this kid. Um, they're, they're single blocking guys who are like Miles Garrett who are leading the league in sacks. They're single blocking. They're not even double teaming guys like that. And so I, I look I look forward to him being on the run again, like he has been almost every game that he's played and, 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 and the 49ers running the ball well on them and, and winning this game. Yeah, I think the Niners win this game on the road as well. Um, to your point, Justin Fields has been running for his life. It reminds me, unfortunately, of what Joe, Joe Burrow did with no offensive line just not too long ago with the uh, the Bengals and got hurt. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the Niners win this game. I agree. 49ers, and I, I really don't even think this one's going to be too close. Patriots at Chargers. Oh, uh -huh. This is a tough one. I'm is going it? with Bill Belichick and the Fighting Patriots. I think he does enough because he, he's – a smart guy. He's he's a brilliant guy. I think he's he does enough to uh to slow that offense down defense defensively and and they and they'll dink and dunk the entire way down the field and that's how they'll score points and would it would they're not a strong running team they use that short pass as their running game and so I think they'll they'll control the clock they'll do everything to, to keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands and 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 they'll win the game. I'm gonna go Chargers on this one. I think the Chargers kind of find themselves again at home. Um, I think this will be a close game, though. Very, very close. Could come down to the last possession, but I think the Chargers will eke this game out um, in the end of the game. Heroics from uh, Justin. I'm going Patriots on this one. I think this is going to be a close game, but if I had to – you know what we said earlier on in the season? Patriots, even though they've got a rookie quarterback, they're not a team I'd want to face later on in the season. I think they're really starting to get in their groove right now. I'm going to go Patriots on that one, but I do think it would be a close game. Jacksonville at Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anyone even wants to play for their coach in, in, in Jacksonville. And so, so, so it, makes it, it makes it hard. I think guys at this point are out there trying not to get injured and, and make sure they can get to the next contract and things like that. And so I think Seattle, you know, they're, they're not as bad as their record shows. Yeah. And I mean, of course they don't have Russell Wilson, but, but Geno Smith has done a pretty good job when he's been in there. And I think they have uh, too much offense for Jacksonville. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Seattle on this one too. I think you're the more experience Gino has gotten, the more comfortable he's gotten behind center. Um, on the road, the 12th man is always a tough place to play, you know, even with Gino, whoever's playing there, it's allowed. Uh, I think it's going to just be the talent level on the Seahawks is just better than the Jaguars in this right. football game, and, and the Seahawks win this game. Agree. I don't, yeah, I, I just have no faith right now in Jacksonville at all. Um, going into Seattle is a tough place to play. Now, if this were in Jacksonville, maybe I'd say, eh, you never know with something like this, but in Jackson or excuse me, in Seattle, having to go all the way across country, it's just too big of a task uh, for Jacksonville. I'm going to go Seattle. Here's a fun one. Bucks at Saints. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks. I know um, the Saints have a very good defense and can slow anyone down. They haven't let, but maybe what, two rushers rush for over 100 yards in the past, what, four years or so. And so I, I, I think um, they do enough, the Bucks do enough in the passing game that gets them the, that gets them the victory. I think they, they put it on defensively, the Bucks. I think they put it on Jameis to win the game, and I don't think he can, he'll, he'll get it done. This is Monday night, right? No, this is Sunday night, Sunday, 425 Sunday. kick Eastern. Okay. I'm going to go saints on this one. And I think, um, I think Jameis comes out in this game and wants to make this a statement game and the defense plays for, you know, Jameis, uh, because of his time in Tampa Bay and trying to sep separate his identity. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the saints win this one at home. I'm going bucks on this uh, one. I don't, ever suggest anybody bet against tom brady <laughs> but you know <laughs> oh, i think i did speaking of speaking of bets i did that and lost yeah. yes that was one of our bets um you know the saints last year got the best of tampa bay and i don't think especially tom brady coming off of his you know 600th uh touchdown i think there's a lot going on right there uh but i'm gonna go buccaneers i just don't think he wants to to lose to the the saints right now washington football team at denver a few more here hmm. I'm going Washington football team. Ooh. Yes. I, I think, you know, I, I watched Denver the other day. And, and like you said, they have a mini bye week. Um, maybe Teddy's healthy, maybe isn't. But I think Tyler uh, Heineke is playing good football. And I think they, 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 they'll do enough in that with their offense to win this game. I don't think, uh, I don't think the, the, the Broncos will be able to keep Teddy off his back with that, with that, that front line. I agree. Washington's defense will be too much in this game. And I just feel like the Denver Broncos have lost their identity as a football team. Um, Von Miller is going to be out, right? So he's not going to be out. For, he's going to be out right. for this. Yeah. I, I just think the team has kind of lost their identity. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the Washington football team. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Denver last week, we weren't sure after the half, hey, is Drew Locke coming in or is this going to be Teddy's team? You know, there's some question marks right now in, in Denver. I'm going to go Washington on that one. Uh, two more here. Cowboys at Vikings. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is a tough one because the, the, the Vikings are a better football team than than their record indicates for sure. Um, but I I think Dan Quinn and what he's done with Dallas's defense with Micah Parsons and those guys and and, and little digs, I think I think their defense is is, is better than Minnesota's and, and and Dallas wins this game. I'm going to go with Dallas on this. Allie knows this is no secret. Being a Boise State guy, I secretly always root for Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator there, and those Boise State players. 
Um, I think this will be a really close game. Could come down to a field goal, but I think uh, Dallas wins, ekes this one out on the road. I agree, Dustin. I'm going Dallas on this one. I just like their offense more than I like the Vikings offense. Now I think Minnesota is a tough place to play. It's a Sunday night. Um, but I think Dallas just has it going right now offensively. And last but not least, Monday night football, Giants at Chiefs. <laughs> the Giants still play football? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs for sure. I, I, I think, especially after last week and, and what happened to the Chiefs, I think they come out extremely okay. focused on offense and score lots and lots of points. Yeah, I go Chiefs on this. This is not only a must win, it's a desperate must win for the Chiefs. If they go three and six, they're probably not even spoken. I mean, they could be, I mean, think of it unheard of, be out of the playoff, you know, dis discussion, which nobody before this season would have even thunk in their head, you know. Uh, but I think they do win this game. Uh, the offense, like you said, is just too much for the Giants in this game, for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, they, of course they need a win right now, but they're going up against the perfect team to get that. Um, right now, I don't know what's going on with both New York teams. I don't love it. Uh, Chiefs get a big win here. I think they need it pretty badly. Uh, but, yeah, that wraps that up. That was fun. Guys, this is great. Eric, thank you. This was this was great. So, so happy to have you jump on. Of course, it's a pleasure. And we just love hearing your, your perspective on everything. And uh, – Hearing your takes, we love it. And of course, you're going to be out in Cleveland yourself doing pregame and postgame this Sunday. Yeah, I, I will be, and, and we're going to see who has to drink this fireball or who's paying. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you right now, it's all me. Well, I tell you what, Ali will more than more than happy if you swing by. You know, we'll be at the Aloft from five to seven. I know you got some boys coming in from uh, Texas, your college folks, but. Uh, we can do one at the hotel there uh, for sure. <laughs> I, I can make that happen. We can figure it out. We can figure it out for sure. I will yeah. stop what I'm doing to have a shot of fireball with Eric Metcalf. I will do <laughs> that right now. <laughs> can, can I have something else and not fireball? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Guys, this okay. Is you can have a shot whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah of okay. course. Anytime. Uh, guys, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, go Browns. Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah.